Welcome to Make It Click, a podcast about training, enriching, and loving your canine best friend. I'm Liz Knight, certified professional dog trainer, here to share dog knowledge, share stories, and break down info for you. I'm here to help make it click. This week, I'm excited to share a series of mini episodes featuring pet guardians who adopted dogs during the pandemic. This is our final mini-series episode featuring Mary, Jim, and Stitch, who I've been working with virtually since before Stitch came home. Jim and Mary were aspiring dog parents for years until they finally moved into a dog-friendly home on the south shore of Boston in September of 2020. Stitch came into their lives less than a month after moving in. Even more unexpectedly, Stitch began to show her big feelings towards other dogs, and Jim and Mary's idea of pet parenthood was totally turned on its head. In this episode, they share what those challenges have been like and what being dog parents has taught them. Enjoy! So I'm very excited to have Mary and Jim and Stitch here. Thank you for joining me and coming to chat. Welcome to the yeah. podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, always happy to talk about our dog. Yeah, I fully understand and support that sentiment. Um, yeah. You know, the memes that are like, nobody asked, and then it's me just talking about my dogs all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. 100% who I am. So I fully, fully <laughs> appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so do you, do you guys want to introduce yourselves a little uh, and introduce us to the lovely Miss Stitch? Sure, yeah. Um, we are a couple. So we just got engaged <laughs> in November, but we've been together. <laughs> For over six years now and um, always knew we wanted a dog um, and we live um, on the south shore of Boston and we've uh, in September of 2020 finally moved into a place that allowed dogs and then um, Stitch came into our lives less than a month later which was kind of a whirlwind. About two weeks. Was it only two weeks? It was about two weeks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Three maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah so um, I mean, we've always loved dogs, and I kind of live vicariously through others who have them. Like my sister has a yellow lab, um, who I adore, and he's, you know, the quintessential lab. And um, <laughs> we always knew we wanted to rescue a dog because um, there's so many that need good homes, and we have the time and the dual income to provide a good home for, for you know, whatever animal needed us. Um, yeah, and Stitch is, she just turned two in January. Um, like I said, she um, was adopted, at, or she, her gotcha day is 10-10 of 2020. Oh, that's a good date. We will have double birthdays. I'm 12-12 and Jim is 5-5. And we're actually getting <gasps> married on 9-9. So that's, you know. Oh my goodness. Uh, so it was together. perfection. It was meant to be. It was perfect, which she almost was delayed a day to the 11th. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then made um, <laughs> it up here on the table. Like, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, she is a uh, Pitbull German Shepherd Staffordshire Terrier mix, uh, as far as we know. Um, we didn't get a DNA test, but she had a brother who came through the same rescue. And I chatted with um, the brother's parent a little bit, and he got a DNA test. So we just decided that that's should probably be the results are very similar. So. Yeah, no, that uh, totally yeah. makes sense. That's great. Yeah, so, you know, save the money on a DNA test and just go with that. Because, <laughs> um, But with that mix, we expected her to be, like, oh, so many more pounds than she is. <laughs> she's actually very small for a German Shepherd pit bull. Um, she's, and she's got these ears that go on for days, and she's the cutest thing in the whole world. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to, I'll have some photos of Stitch to share so that others can experience her incredible yeah. satellite ears. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And her, You're in far. her coloring. Her coloring is also really cool, which is kind of um, jumped out. Her ears and her coloring on her uh, pet finder profile was what like jumped out at us. She's like chocolate, um, peanut butter swirl, we call it, brindle. <laughs> um, which is she's just a cool combo she kind of looks like a little scooby-doo if he was yeah. you know more of a brindle a feminine scrappy if you <laughs> yeah <will>. we, <laughs> i love that yeah so uh you know with stitch she came from a rescue what kind of information did you guys have on her background or kind of who she was before she came home um, we didn't get a ton of information about her really. Um, Again, it happened so fast. It happened so fast. We mm -hmm. knew they knew her birthday, or they had a guess, best guess for her birthday. Um, and they said she was brought in at four months old, and then she spent four months with her foster family. Um, so she was eight months, well, like almost nine months when she came to us. And um, yeah, we don't really have a lot of information other than she lived in the foster home with a 17-year-old cat and a 12-year-old dog, and her foster mom called her Hell on Wheels. So, <laughs> um, her so welcome mom, to so, Introduction to yeah, Stitch. <laughs> they, didn't, they told us, like, no, she doesn't have a prey drive. Like, yes, she's friendly with other dogs. Um, she walks fine on the leash. And um, a lot of those were not correct. So, um, I, I don't know if like something like switched on her when she came up to us or, um, but, uh, yeah, so we were not super prepared for some of her behavioral things that came up. Um, but, um, what else did they tell us before? Oh, her foster mom loved her. She really wanted to keep her, but she said she had to be there to her dog and her cat that she had beforehand. And they did not get along very well because it's hell on wheels. And she has two very senior animals that did not enjoy that company. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but this foster mom was really like into talking to us um, about like what she likes, like her favorite treats, which were cheese and hot dog. Um, of course. <laughs> Understandable. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's always, we always learn so much about our dogs when they come home, of course, but did you have sort of expectations about what, what sort of dog you were bringing home that were challenged within those first sort of weeks and months? Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> expectations <laughs> that were not fulfilled, I guess. Not, I mean, not fulfilled, but, uh, different than we expected. Yeah. We brought Stitch home and we were following all the advice from um, you that we had, got, we had come to you before we got her. Um, and then um, with the, the uh, adoption agency, not adoption agency, the rescue. <laughs> I mean, the adoption agency yes, for but, dogs. <laughs> but um, so, and then, so the first time we brought her to meet Mudge at my parents' house, it was a couple weeks in. It was only like two weeks maybe and it felt a little soon um and she had a very vocal reaction to him when we brought them out to meet the first time and that was a alarming. little alarming yeah <laughs> we, um, we had not experienced that and then 
we were witnessing that on walks with other dogs, she would have that same vocal reaction lunging at the leash. Um, she, yeah, so we, you know, we were going into dog parenthood thinking, oh, we're going to have like this dog we can, you know, like everyone thinks they're going to take the dog to the dog park, you're going to take them out on walks all the time, they're, it's going to be great, your friends are going to have dogs, we can get together. And um, that was very much kind of screeched to a halt when we saw mm -hmm. her first interaction with Mudge. We're like, okay, this is going to be a little bit different and she needs a little help navigating the world. Yeah. And that yeah. can be, it can be a hard thing to have to like reframe, you know, when we bring a dog into our home and we have that expectation, whether it's because mm -hmm. of just how we're sort of like primed as society to like, oh, this is what dog parenthood, dog guardianship looks like. Um, yeah. Or, you know, if the, maybe the experience that a, a rescue had with our dog or that a foster had with our dog is a little bit different than what we see mm -hmm. once they're in our home. Um, yeah. You know, so it can it can be a challenge to do that kind of reframing. Um, yeah. You know, our dogs are doing a lot of adjusting, but we're doing a lot of adjusting too. Right. Yeah. Um, but I do think that our the rescue organization um, to shout them out is Great Dog Rescue New England. It's a really great job of kind of you know just letting us know that dogs need time to adjust. You, they're not going to be their full selves until probably three months up to like three years that you have them. Like yeah. give them time. Don't rush into, you know, introducing them to other dogs. It's a really great job of laying the groundwork of expectations. Um, and so we were, you know, we had a list of like, okay, three days to get used to the house and you three weeks, they get a little bit more comfortable. Three, like the three, three, three rule. They, yeah. They do best. Mm -hmm. Um, so they were super like great at, you know, kind of laying out like, yes, this is on their pet finder profile, but they're very different when you get them home, mm -hmm. give them a chance. And, um, and they have a whole Facebook page of, of the, the one woman who works for her clients, basically who rescued through her for advice and for all of that. So, um, plus we already had, you know, we were already talking with you to like, yeah. um, prepare and um uh have like enrichment stuff for her have you know have guidelines in place so we have you know okay let's turn to what liz said if this comes up um or let's email liz because this came <laughs> up <laughs> yeah yeah and let's take videos and and you know take some evidence of of what's going on um so that was super helpful to have a network there and to have you know you there as as a fallback. Yeah, I think that that sort of like finding your network, finding your support system is so important. Mm -hmm. And it's something I've I talked about with, um, you know, many of my dog guardian friends and colleagues. Um, you know, it especially when you're going through something with your dog, where you're seeing behaviors that you didn't anticipate. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to have a support system, not only from the perspective of like getting assistance, but also feeling like it's not just you that this is happening to, you know, you're not right, alone. Yeah. Your dog isn't weird. This isn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. You didn't like get a lemon or something, you right, know, it's yeah. just behavior is just behavior. Right. Yeah. Cause she was so sweet from day one in the house that we knew that, you know, she was the one for us. Like she's, she was totally comfortable with us. Like I have a picture of her on day one, like just jumping up on Jim for a hug. Like, she was 
she was ours. Like there, there was no question there. Um, hugging answers. Yes, she's a very good hugger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the first time we really noticed the, well, first of all, I had a terrible experience with the vet, um, which is one of the biggest challenges for in COVID times um, with Stitch and with adopting a new dog is not being able to go into the vet with them. Yeah. And I, that really did not set us up for success uh, moving forward with feelings about the vet. Um, and so I, I brought her, you know, to the little entryway and the tech took her in and then she comes back out to me after the appointment without Stitch and tells me, did you know your dog is aggressive? And I was like, mm. whoa, hold on. <laughs> like, Long like first of all, no, she's not. She just, you know, you're, she's new here. She's new to me. She's new to you. And you're taking her away from the one person she kind of knows into a place that smells a lot and has other dogs in it. So give her a chance. <laughs> and um, then not being able to go in with her for a couple months was just not like I ended up changing vets because I we kept getting the same tech who kept saying um, like when I called the second time she had another vaccine update or something. And I said Stitch's name. She's like, oh, that's the one that doesn't like dogs, right? like saying mm -hmm. that she's the one that doesn't like dogs was really set me off I was yeah. so I was so done with that experience after that so yeah. um, I knew that's fantastic yes <laughs> um, and still we weren't able to go in with her but we had more information to be fair we didn't have a lot of information right. about her behavior to give to this first time so We'll give them that benefit of the doubt. Still not great, you know, bedside manner. But um, the with the new vet, we, were, we had the information we needed to, um, sorry, I'm distracted by Bucky in a huge blanket. <laughs> yeah, Bucky's behind me. He just got up out of his bed and he is uh, in full cape mode with his big fleece blanket. <laughs> oh my gosh, so cute. Um, anyways, we were able to prepare for this vet like prepare the vet more and mm -hmm. say you know can we come early in the morning when there's no other dogs there um but still you know have to hand her off at the door and um yeah, yeah. Uh, they were more um willing to work with us and more um, yeah familiar with dealing with pets with more yeah needs. and they they came out to me the one day where stitch just had a really bad time and and had accidents all over the office and they're like, we are going to give you some medication to help her next time. Yeah. Like giving me tools for next time, which I did not receive from the previous place. So, mm -hmm. um, so now we use that for her for the vet, and that's helped a ton. And we are able to go in with her now, but that was a huge challenge, um, you know, a couple months ago, a year ago. Yeah, so, and I think that highlights one of the really challenging things that I mean. You're, I know you're not alone in that either is having a, a pet that's new to your home who has never had the experience of going to the vet with you. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have a chance to know what their behavior is going to look like in the exam room. And then if you, right. you know, even if you have a vet who is very well versed in the medical side of things, um, if, if, you know, 
techs or vets aren't necessarily trained specifically in behavior, mm-hmm. it can be really hard to hear things like, oh, your dog was aggressive. And mm-hmm. you're saying, right. well, A, I don't know what that means. Like, what does that right. look like? Right. Right. Um, like what exactly happened? Right. You know, yeah. what was the context? <laughs> what, right. yeah. what was going on? And, you know, knowing that, okay, she was maybe communicating that she was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that humans often don't find socially acceptable. <laughs> um, right, yeah. But it's I'm I'm so glad that you were able to find uh, find a place to get those services where your needs as humans were also met and where Stitch felt you felt like Stitch is supported in a different way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even from day one, making the appointments with them, I, I right off the bat made them aware that she's a reactive dog. If there are any other animals in the um in the entryway or whatever that it, it may cause her to have more or less a meltdown in there mm-hmm. <laughs> um so first first day with them they came out met in the parking lot did a little walk around and then just very casually entered the tech and yeah. together it helped a lot yeah. yeah and you know i think that i'm i'm really thrilled that so many vets offices were able to continue offering services, of course, because it's so important. Um, I'm sorry, Molly's just shaking up. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my dog content on this episode, apparently. Um, <laughs> but uh, it it definitely highlighted extra challenges for a lot of us. I think of um, you know even with me, my previous system for going into the vets office with Molly is I went in with her. We played games. We had sort of specific mm-hmm. protocols that we followed to help her feel more comfortable. Um, and it's a completely different scenario when, you know, even getting out of the car and passing the leash to a different person might not be a a context that our dogs are familiar with. Um, Mm -hmm. Having to be sort of moved away from the people that they are most comfortable with. um, Mm -hmm. And then being in a space where it's unfamiliar people, there's, you know, unfamiliar handling happening. um, Mm -hmm. You know, that's, it's, it's really tough. I think that for me as a trainer, it's highlighted some areas that I want to like practice more, like handing off my leash to another person, like developing that as a skill. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, um, but it's, it's really challenging. Um, you know, so obviously vet stuff with the pandemic was a, had a big impact on you. Um, were there Mm -hmm. any other sort of getting a dog during a pandemic things that you have learned or that felt relevant? I'd say part of the screening process of the adoption um, was definitely different because with our rescue particularly, they were very, um, very thorough with who they screened as adopters. Mm-hmm. Yes, very. Um, you've had to fill out a at least five page long, hundred item list of your application. Um, yeah. And on top of that, you know, once you go through the process of your interviews and such, um, they would have typically come and done a house visit and inspected your area to see it, make sure it's fit for whatever animal you're adopting. Um, we, it was in the heart of the pandemic, so we were fortunate enough to be able to just do a video walkthrough, which was right. clear enough right. to, to explain our situation in our yard and everything, or proximity to busy traffic or whatever whatever you have. Yeah. Um, so it was very thorough. <laughs> yeah. We, we did it a lot longer really <laughs> um because what well, we inquired about I think it was, we inquired about two dogs before stitch 
one at a different rescue. One at a different rescue. One at this, one at this rescue. rescue, and they they were gone within like a day. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's so fast. Yeah, and um, we weren't um exclusively looking for a young dog, but we wanted you know a younger dog, but um not necessarily a puppy. But they definitely did not have puppies for very long. Right. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah, that maybe was not a thing that uh yeah. It was available, like they right? Had a wait list for any puppies. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, she was just outside of the puppy range, <laughs> being at eight months. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. She was heading into adolescence. <laughs> yes, but she's still very much a puppy at heart. Still very much yeah. Puppy, yeah, yeah. So um, if yeah. if you each had to sort of pick like one key thing that you've learned through the process of bringing Stitch home and like learning how to be her guardians? Or is there something that stands out for each of you? Have patience. I was just, just going to say patience. patience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it may be hard, but it, have patience. <laughs> yeah. Just, I love um, that. The, the reward is so great if you just give your dog time to adjust and learn what they need and not try and fit your dog into what you want or need. Um, oh, and then you're going to have a much better time together because you'll be a better person and they'll be, they'll be happy where they are. In your relationship, it's about communication and being able to yeah. read one another. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like just from our training and everything, the amount of dog body language I can pick up on now Mm-hmm. Wild. Mm -hmm. Even just like scrolling through Instagram or on like seeing people walk their dogs on the street. Like I I pick up on yeah. little cues now because I've had to look I've not had to, but I've been able to look at what Stitch was trying to tell us. Yeah. Um, and I always say there. that body language is if I could like make one wish <laughs> for the world, it would be that humans just like come pre-installed with the body language knowledge of whatever mm. non-human species they have in their home. Yeah. Because it's so important. And you know, I see it with dogs all the time. And it's like once you see body language, you can never unsee it. Yeah. So <laughs> I yeah, I keep yeah. dogs walking down the street, dogs in <laughs> other yeah. situations. You yeah. just start to see things differently. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely patience and learn from your dog because that you you don't get a blank slate when you get any dog. Uh, so you need to know what they need. And as you go yeah. through the process, it may feel like you're not making progress, but you look back and you absolutely are. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. She has made leaps and bounds. Um yeah. just for us like paying attention to what she needs and, and helping her navigate the world. Every few months to take a step back and look at what you've done. Yeah, <laughs> right. I love that advice because I agree. I think it can be hard to sort of like really see your progress when you're with mm -hmm. your dog every day. You, of course, recognize that, you know, changes are happening and everyone's yeah. learning. But I love, I love that reminder to like every couple of months sort of look back at where you started and think mm -hmm. about like where you are now. I, I love that so much. Yeah. And to the fact that we were virtual training, taking those videos and taking pictures mm -hmm. and, and having those notes like to look back on is huge as well. Um, yeah. You need to have that physical proof that what you're doing is correct and, and good for both of you. Like that's that was great also because I don't know if they if when you do in person sessions if you take 
if like in the past you would take videos and stuff because you were in the moment yeah. yeah Yeah, you know, honestly, for me, like I I do take videos when I'm in person, but I don't remember to take videos very often because I'm like you said, I'm in the moment doing the things. And so that's actually been one real blessing for me working virtually so often is that we get to keep that video. Yeah, and we get to you know, we can reference it if needed, but we also can use it to look back um, and sort of see, see what, where we came from, right, which I think is so cool. So I, I like to end these with my absolute favorite question of all time, um, <laughs> which is, what is your favorite thing about your dog? <laughs> if you had to choose something. <laughs> I, it, it's hard to pick one thing, but I think just how strongly she loves things, mm. including us. Like she, she would go to the edge of the earth for her work. <laughs> and she it is her favorite thing in the morning to get let out of her crate and to leap and attack her bed whoever is still in bed she gets so <laughs> excited like you open the door and she is off to the bedroom to see who's still in bed to come up <laughs> and like shove her head and lick and wag her tail and bring a toy like she just she loves very very strongly and mm. she shows it <laughs> like Aww. even with with like people she's getting to know a little bit more like our immediate family members and our friend John she like is start like, is starting to show them that strong love too which is really really fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and to piggyback off that also her intelligence which is where a lot of her yes. love comes from is her intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also why she is very needy <laughs> yeah she, she is like ridiculously smart because she picked so early early days when we were doing bath we used to give her peanut butter on a spoon and try and lead her into the bathroom now she will not look at a spoon like she, yeah she has, has held on to that she learned that very quickly yeah so she learns things very quickly as a blessing and a curse um but um yeah, she is brilliant. If, you know, smartest dog in the whole world. If I of course, of course. Yeah, I, re- I remember. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I remember uh, working through troubleshooting the peanut butter uh, with you guys because yeah. she very quickly, you know, yes, used her little noggin. Yeah, just like spoon. No, thank nope. you. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I was just gonna say that. I think it was last night that I noticed. Um, we finally found a mix, a blend of kibble and wet food that she loves. And we'll almost always eat it all the way down. <laughs> took a long time. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'll usually mix it together with food to get it all nice and incorporated. And she will sit patiently as long as I have the spoon in my hand. Like she's not moving from her patient sitting <laughs> spot. I put the spoon down. She will go towards it until the spoon is in the sink. As soon so as that... the spoon hits the, as soon as she hears the water go on or the spoon hit the bottom of the sink, yeah. walk up, she's like, like I'm going to go eat now. Okay, right. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm the spoon, the spoon is, is the, gone. The spoon is away. Yeah. She's a smart little cookie. That's just smart cookie. It was an incredible thing to put together yeah. and be like, like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. She outsmarted us for a minute. She knows what spoons are. <laughs> 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 
Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your really beautiful thoughts about your journey with Stitch. I adore her, as you both know. Um, <laughs> if uh, if people wanted to sort of follow Stitch's journey, do you have a, a method for people to do that? Yeah, we have follow an her Instagram. We have an Instagram account. <laughs> Love her. it. Yeah, we um, it's Stitch and her Ohana. Um, and I will link that in the notes so that people yeah. can go uh, check out her incredible yeah. ears and her yes. overall journey of confidence. Yes. Yeah. We we created the account at first to give um, her foster mom a place to continue to look at pictures for her. We didn't think we were going to be a dog Instagram uh, family, but um, now it's just really fun. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much. This was really lovely. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. New Make It Click episodes are released once a month on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now. So make sure to hit subscribe to find out when new episodes drop. If you're enjoying our chat so far, I'd love it if you'd consider joining us on Patreon. Patreon members receive exclusive access to an additional full-length episode each month, Q&A and live office hours with me, and access to other fun and helpful community resources. You can learn more about supporting the podcast and joining the Make It Click Club community at patreon.com slash makeitclick, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at makeitclick.club for episode updates and training info. Thanks for listening.